2: you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra
3: mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Deuce and mo, deuce
4: and mo, deuce and Moe. They tell you
3: what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo. Deuce and mo, the podcast
0: that you know
3: hey welcome into the juice and mo podcast recording this on a tuesday night the kings in the valley of the sun taking on the suns and what a battle it was yeah. but down the stretch the suns made some plays maybe got some calls that went their way but ultimately they hit some big time shots kings made some defensive mistakes And the Kings fall short despite a monster triple-double from Damanis Sabonis who had 35 points, 18 rebounds, 12 assists, three blocks. Numbers we have not seen since Larry Bird did it. De'Aaron Fox bounced back 40 points for him along with nine rebounds, six assists. Malik Monk had 22. Sacramento Morgan had 72 points of the paint. They had 26 fast break points, 18 second chance points, but it wasn't enough. The Suns beat the Kings 130 to 125. And with the loss, the Kings fall to the eighth spot in the NBA's Western Conference, sitting at 30 and 23. Ugh. Each and every one of our podcasts. Presented by our friends over at Northwest Exteriors. Check out TrustNorthwest.com. I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. Mo, I know how you're doing. It's not good.
4: I mean, my text to you, I don't even... You can't read them because they, like... There were some very bad words I was saying, and like what I was calling the officials.
3: My final three that I haven't realized I got from you. Oh, really? I hate this year. I hate <laughs> it all. I feel it, and I'm just pissed. Oh, this must have been after you thought Sabonis got fouled at 24.7 seconds to go. It's 124, 123. Sabonis scores, but all over him. No call. Um don't, wow.
4: Don't read the bad stuff.
3: Bullshit. Okay, that was Absolutely too- garbage officials.
4: <laughs> don't read the bad words. Is,
3: what does that say?
4: There's I think there's a c word in there. Continue. And
3: hate my life. <laughs> wow. Morgan was on one. Uh, this game had all the feels because uh, there was uh, so much good in this yes. game. There was so much I just Rattled off all those stats, and you go, "That's a king's win, right?" But man, and it, 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 this one hurts because you had Fox, a bonus, a monk play pretty well tonight. Fox, a monk had. 11 turnovers combined. That wasn't good. Sure. But overall, the Kings were battling and they got down 10. It's 108-98. And your guy, more insects, be like, this game's over. I remember that text too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the Kings didn't go away. They end up taking the lead. They yeah. go on a 10-0 run. They get back in it. And you're like, okay, maybe they're going to go ahead and steal this one in Phoenix. But down the stretch, it just, it, it fell apart. And there were so many things that transpired tonight to go over where should we start with this one, Morgan? Maybe?
4: Well, you're asking me, but I feel like you should just go, go wherever. I'm it asking takes you. you. Ugh, come on, really? Then I don't know.
3: Go. Okay, fine. Uh, this is where I'm going to go. I thought tonight, <laughs> we're going to hit on the law of the positives tonight. Okay. But yes, one thing that I, the Suns did this last time against Sacramento. Okay, the Phoenix Suns went small again. Oh. The last time the Kings were in Phoenix, they're up 22 with eight minutes to go. Oh, i got to get a win. And Vogel decides he's going to muck it up and go small with KD at the five. A whole bunch of length out there so they could switch everything defensively. Mm-hmm. Kind of take the Kings out of rhythm. And then on the other end, you're forcing Sabonis maybe in some you know, tough positions where Sabonis has to come out and defend KD. Then all of a sudden, he's going to need help. The Kings defense is in scramble mode. The ball's moving around. Threes are banged left and right. Well, in the second quarter, the Suns closed on a 12-4 push and cut the lead to 67-64 because they went small, and it worked. The reason they went small, though, we should acknowledge, too, before we go there, is Sabonis was destroying Nurkic. Oh, my God. I mean, Sabonis came out like a man on a mission tonight playing physical, he you throw Sabonis, you, you throw Nurkic at him, he laughed. You throw Drew Eubanks on him, he laughed. So Vogel's like, I don't know what else we're supposed to do at this point. They're in a rhythm offensively. Mm-hmm. We have to try to get them out of it. They went small, and it impacted
4: the game. And it impacted the game the last time these two played. And that is something that you talked about in that last loss against the Phoenix Suns and how the Kings started to play – try to play the sun's game yep. instead of continuing their game and what was working and um, I, I understand adjustments but I feel like some sometimes this adjustment specifically, especially without Trey Lyles playing tonight, this adjustment is made out of fear. And and it's just not it just wasn't the right call and it's not the right call going forward.
3: You're talking about the Kings when they eventually went small. That's what, yeah, I, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You're jumping ahead a bit and that's fine. Oh, I know it's crazy to, to see everything Vogel put out there because I felt like w- when you got Nurkic kind of in some foul trouble and Sabonis abusing and they had no answer. Right. They're trying everything at one point. They had Eubanks out there. Mm-hmm. They threw Bull Bull out there yep. and KD. So they're like, let's just go big. And of course, the fans in Phoenix lose their mind. Bull Bull's coming in. Oh, the unicorn. Shaq says he's just like Victor Wimbenyama. And then you know what happens? Malik Monk just absolutely destroys him multiple times. And Vogel goes, okay, that was a good two minutes and 17 seconds. We're not doing that again. So they pull Bull Bull from the game and then they go small. It was effective for them. Coming out in the third quarter, Oh, you think maybe the Suns could change the starting lineup? They go with the same starting lineup, except the main difference was Bradley Beal left this game in the first quarter with a hamstring thing. So the one change was Eric Gordon started the second half Mm -hmm. who killed the Kings in the first half with 20 points in that first half. Anyway, the Kings started really well in the third quarter, I thought. The Suns had cut it to two, and the Kings responded in a big way. Uh, The Kings end up going on a 9-0 run. You had a Harrison Barnes 3. Fox had a strong take where he was fouled, hit 2-2. Keegan had a nice bucket moving without the ball. And then Sabonis scored. You're like, wow, what a response. The Kings build that lead to 11 after Fox hits a second chance 3. He misses the first one, gets his own rebound, hits the 3. So what are the Suns going to do? Well, at the 5-0-2 mark, it's 85-79. The Suns go small with kd at the five and they got back in the game
4: yeah smart move by them i mean it worked it worked
3: it absolutely worked and i'm looking at all the lineups to see when this happened so a lot of the time the kings went small tonight some of the lineups we saw we saw a lot of three guard line lineups tonight i mean we saw monk mitchell and herder through stretches we saw fox monk mitchell at stretches this is with Harrison or Keegan at the four spot and then Sabonis at the five I, I I felt like the one thing I did not like tonight is even in those lineups I wanted to see some, some more length out there like to me this was a Kessler Edwards night this was a Kessler Edwards like hey we need some length they've got they're going small but their small lineup has like six seven guy sure. you got a six eight guy you got duran who's like seven foot it puts you in some really tough positions where you seem so undersized
4: yeah i mean especially you know we've talked about this even with davion mitchell and we give him his love every single game when he steps up deserves it doing it on both ends great or even some games when he becomes that x factor even on the defensive end i felt like in some of those lineups you mentioned with the three guards when it was Mitchell, Monk, Fox. Yeah. It felt like Mitchell had the ball in his oh. hands on the offensive end, and I'm like, well, okay, is he initiating the offense? No. It felt like they they wanted him to have the ball in his hands instead of putting the ball in the hands of Malik Monk, who was on fire, or De'Aaron Fox, who could get to the rim at will, like, doesn't even matter.
3: At a point in the game, by the way, where you're struggling to score a little bit yes. and the team's making a run, I agree with you. Mitchell has the ball, and you got and you have Sabonis out there. I'm like, yes. hell, in the first half, Sabonis is bringing up the ball a lot in the first half. Well, Why, why even go away with that? Are they going to pressure him in the backcourt? Is that what's going to happen? Well, let Fox, and I don't mind Mitchell doing it every once in a while, but it seemed like several possessions where I'm like, why is Mitchell... Why is he orchestrating the offense? You're not getting into it quick enough. I felt like they were really indecisive at the early stages against this smaller lineup, and I felt like it was a little frustrating because, to me, you got to be prepared for it this time mm-hmm. around. They got you last time with that yep. lineup, but this time it shouldn't mess with you. Like, okay, yeah, hey, the small lineup's here. This is what we need to do to execute, and it felt like they couldn't. They had some turnovers. They were missing shots, and then at the end of the third quarter... The Suns have the lead. It's 95-92. That was a killer to me. They ended, um I'm looking at some of the numbers I had yeah, with yeah. these lineups. My God. 85-78 at the 5-16 mark. Sacramento's up. And then by the end of the quarter, yeah, it's 94-92. <sighs> and Booker is all of a sudden getting hot. And yeah, that was on my notes too. Put the ball in Fox or, Mon- or, Fox or Monk's hands. Okay. Brutal. Then we need to go to the fourth quarter.
4: Do it. Do this it. is... A,
3: so, he obviously didn't like the end of the fourth quarter lineup. We had Fox, Monk, Mitchell, Keegan, and Len out end there. End
4: of the, the third quarter? Excuse me,
3: the end of the third quarter. Okay. Thank you. So, he decides, you know what? I'm going to go smaller. He goes <laughs> Fox, Monk, Herter, Keegan, and Harrison Barnes out there against the Suns small lineup. Again... This was an extreme. That lineup has been out there together how many times this year?
4: Well, that's one thing. That's one thing.
3: So... Now you're in a situation where okay, I'm going ma- I'm matching up with them, which mm-hmm. I never love that. When you go and try to match up with what they're doing. It's like, yep. no, make them adjust to you. That's it. You've got Demonis Sabonis and Sabonis comes out the 243 mark. He had the long TV timeout. The the breaks longer and the quarter break, he's got the rest. I want him in the game sooner. So instead, you wait till the 10:13 mark to put him in. It's 94-92 when the quarter starts. By the time Sabonis comes back in the game, Less than two minutes later, it's 103-94 Phoenix. Here's my other thing. What? If you're going small Mm -hmm. defensively, why are you throwing doubles at guys? Because then you're going in scramble mode. That's it. All the things. Morgan, if you're going to throw doubles, you might as well have some bonus in the game because that's part of the reason you're going small It's like, hey, we want to have a little more versatility out there. We could switch easily. And they didn't do that. They were leaving shooters adjusting, open. Adjusting,
4: adjusting with that type of lineup is like means that you adjust your your game plan of what those players need to be executing out there. Because you're exactly right. Just it being in scramble mode, that whole team isn't on a string on the defensive end anymore. Because a lot of these guys are just being put. They're they're professional basketball players. They can play these positions, but to execute these rolls with that lineup it's gonna be a little bit different it just is it's a little tougher and you're exactly right I just I did not like those things no
3: yeah it just it it doesn't make sense and you're going well dude it's only a minute and 47 seconds yeah but look at the difference in the score it goes from 94 92 to 103 94 and now you're digging yourself out of a hole in a quarter in the fourth quarter you're helping off shooters you shouldn't help off of yeah you know, and. Hey, you got to scramble to get back. I, I feel like every time the Kings go into a scramble mode more times than not, it ends up in a good shot for the other team. Mm-hmm. They could be playing great defense for 97% of the oh, shot clock, yeah. but it ends up being like some backbreaking buzzer beating three. Grayson and like,
4: and Allen's uh, three, th- yeah, the three, oh my they God. play great defense and Barf. then he
3: gets a long three. He's on my list. Yeah. We, we'll definitely have to talk about him too. Um, so like those lineup things, I know we're spending a lot of time on lineups, but those those going small when you don't usually go small like that, I thought changed the game. That we're just talking about defensively, then offensively, it just wasn't clicking at all. Yeah. Uh, completely different flow. So um, at the ten thirteen mark, he puts Sabonis back in when it's one hundred three ninety four. Also, we should know he when he called the timeout, he absolutely laid in to Kevin Herter. Mm-hmm. Herter kind of walked away from him, too. Yeah. So, there was definitely a heated moment between those two during the game. Herter does not end up coming back in the game and playing. Mm-hmm. But that... So, they end up going down the stretch of this game with Fox, Monk, Keegan, Barnes, and Sabonis. And to the Kings' credit, it's 525 to... Uh, they get down 10, right? Multiple times. It was 108-98 at one point. Um, but... At the 5:25 mark, Sabonis ties after a putback. Kings go from down ten to a tie game with 5:25 to go. And I think what changed was they put Sabonis back in, and then they played well against the small lineup. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know what? Let's settle it down. Because that Fox was their th-
4: that was their that's their game plan. With I mean, Sabonis, how many times have we talked about what tie... Ty- what Sabonis does for this team as an offensive hub, as someone that closes out a defensive possession. And it's like when you throw him off the floor and just try to, to put a player in there that especially a player in there that doesn't often play that role ever, because you're trying to match up against what the opponent is trying to do. It will screw with you. And it just showed, it showed how like us going over this right now, I feel like, it shows truly what it did having him out in that time and yeah. going with that smaller rotation and, uh, you know, lineup.
3: Trey Lyles did not play tonight. We haven't said his name. He missed a game due to an illness. So that that hurt the Kings bench yeah. too. And maybe they play him in that situation. But when, when they went with that small group to start the fourth to me, I was sitting there going, why are the Kings going so small? Because we're, ta- again, talking about guys who aren't used to doing it out there. But also, you don't have anybody to rebound. Wait,
4: you even say, you even say, like Trey Lyles, like you know, maybe he's the guy that would be playing in that situation. He's played in that situation. He would have he like he's been in that yeah, role yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? He's executed yep. uh, in that role. So like it just it would have been a different conversation right now.
3: So that that lineup I thought killed it, and just going too small when that that. that Suns team's got a ton of, like, when they go small, when I say they go small, it's because mm-hmm. KD's at the five. Mm-hmm. KD's still a tall, long guy. Yeah, Royce O'Neal is a big dude. He's big. You know, Kogi was out there for stretches. He's got some length. I mean, Devin Booker's not small by any means. Grayson Allen's got some good size, but you're smaller. So the Kings inability to guard at times hurt too. The scramble modes, helping off shooters, throwing double teams, and then scrambling. It was just a mess. Now, to the Kings' credit, Sabonis gets back in the game, and I love how they adjusted. What did you like about what Sabonis did late overall in the game? But the, the Kings got back in the game, end up taking the lead once Sabonis comes back in.
4: I, I mean, he just remained aggressive. And I think when there's a difference of just being aggressive and, and chaos being involved, or and then being aggressive and being just one of the smartest players out there. I yeah. think it's so under-controlled, and it doesn't matter if it's a 10 point game, a tied game, a 3 point game, whatever it is, it's the same demeanor. It's not playing with fear. It's not playing like okay, let's slow things down or let's speed things up because we're behind or we're up. It's playing your game and I think when I think he brings that type of energy out there with his play, um and so just seeing him just again having him out there on the floor especially late it, it, you notice the difference.
3: Well, the Suns had to eventually abandon the small lineup because, what do you know, they King started to destroy it. They started to figure out So, bonus was getting his, right? They end up putting Nurkic back in when the Suns had a 1 point lead 112 to 111. Um I guess let's go toward the end of the game too because I feel like these were just moments you just go, "Oh,
0: Oh, There's so there. much that happened there.
3: We just spent so much time talking about the, dealing with the small lineup that's given the Kings issues, but they figured out. I think if that's one big takeaway from tonight, if it, it feels like, OK, now they know Sabonis needs to be out there and what they need to do against it when it goes. And go if small. it's
4: not Sabonis, then make sure that you have your healthy backups. You know, when I say backups, I'm not talking about Len, JaVel McGee. I'm talking about Trey Lyles, who truly has been in that position, in that role, and has been able to execute.
3: And one more thing I want to add to the whole small lineup thing. If you're going to do that small thing, put Kessler Edwards out there. Kessler Edwards has good size. He has good defensive instincts. I know he's not perfect. He doesn't have the shooting, but I'd rather have a guy who's got some length who can contest a shot against some of these longer Suns players who are out there. Yeah. Yeah. End of this game, Morgan. I mean, it Jeez. went back and forth. I love the Kings fight, man. I When they went down 10, I know you were texting me, like, oh, they're going to fold now. It's over. And they didn't. I did text that. They end up taking a lead 110, away after Sabonis dunk. This was a crucial situation. It's 117, 116. Suns are up. Fox gets picked. His shoe comes off. Oh, my God. That was... Like, the odds. Like, his shoe comes off. All the things. And then Booker scores in transition, makes it 119-116. hmm One key play, though. This is great. Fox pokes it away from KD. He was trailing. Comes yep. from behind Kevin Durant, knocks it away. Keegan gets the ball, outlets it to Fox to make it 119-118. Oh. Now this play, and I'm so curious to get your perspective on this. Devin Booker's at the top of the key, mm-hmm. looking like he's in two-point range with Malik Monk defending. Okay? Fox is positioned on Royce O'Neal.
4: Yeah, yeah, Position. He's coming over and help.
3: He decides late to come over and help to force the ball out of Booker's hands. Yeah. Booker knows this is coming, and that's my other issue with how the Kings are doing this. He fires a pass to Royce O'Neal. So, bonus, maybe he's a hair late on the contest. He came out pretty hard, but O'Neal set. He's in his spot. He caught, shot it, bang, three ball to make it 122 to 118, I believe, after that three. Yeah, 122 to 118 after that play. Here's my question for you. Why help off Royce O'Neal? Like, why... I know Malik Monk's not the best defender. Okay, well, he'll, he'll I mean, balance but that's, that. But that's... He's not on Kevin Durant. I was, I was worried when they were hunting Monk a lot when Durant had the ball. But in that situation, I'd rather Booker try to go to work and launch some mid-range shot that he loves instead of him knowing that the second guy is going to come over and help and then fire a pass to Royce O'Neal. You know, I, I think I, I would, I would, because I
4: remember this play. I would have to see exactly this play again, just to see like where De'Aaron was, like geometry of the floor, like uh, coming up to help on Devin Booker, to blitz Devin Booker, double, whatever. Because you're in the heat of the moment. It's Devin effing Booker. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Now, once I go back and actually see this play and I go, oh my God, why did he come over so hard? Oh my God, this or that. You know, you have a smart player in Devin Booker who's going to make a quick decision, all those things totally understand that but at the same time it's just it's hard for me to really just um shit on this one possession for him cuz
3: yeah I'll- but i'm not i'm not even saying that was fox's fault like it it might have honestly just been like hey if we're in that situation this is what we're doing and that was my problem with it you know it's like well what why <laughs> you know like w- why is that the call in that situation? But you don't, I don't trust even know, monk.
4: I don't even know if it's necessarily the call. It's not even trusting monk. It's 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 trying to take away the vision of Devin Booker, or disrupt but his game. And if
3: I, you're Kevin Durant, yeah. okay, or Devin Booker, the Kings are doing this a lot to you. Sure. They're doing this a lot to you. At some point it becomes a little predictable and you know it's happening. I'm trying to bring up the play on the No, computer I like it. So I Marian like it. Uh, late in the game, but um, God, it hurts so bad. Okay, I got it right.
4: Oh, hell, good job. I know. Okay, so okay, watch this. Okay, okay,
3: So Fox is playing off O'Neal, who's in the corner. He's playing to That's be in fine. help position. Just, And I'm thinking maybe it's because Booker's going to drive.
4: Mm-hmm. That's totally fine.
3: So shot clock's Runs. winding down. Okay, shot clock's winding down. F- Fox comes over to help. Yeah, four, three, two. O'Neal. Gets it. Shot clock expires. So it, it's like, again, under a man to play, it's a one point game. Monk's in good defensive position right here. Well, not only he's going to try to make a on. move,
4: not only is he in good defensive position. Look where he's going. Look where he's angling him. Yeah. If anything, he's angling him toward Keegan. Now finish up the play. Cause I want to see if, cause Keegan obviously has to pay attention to Grayson Allen, obviously. Yeah, right. right. Like, and I'm not, I'm not saying like Royce O'Neal can't hit that. Obviously hit it. But, um, but yeah, I mean Grayson Allen would have had to hit a deep ball, which he had in this game. Or force try to force Booker to a tough shot. It just doesn't it I I get what you're saying. That that specific play, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah. But I also I also think sometimes instincts of a player, they just, you know, that was him believing that end of a shot clock, I can make something happen here. I can take this away. And even if even if Devin Booker has to get yeah. a pass to Royce O'Neal, it's going to be like a lob pass, so then my help will be able to go out and contest, which it wasn't. It was actually a really nice pass by Devin okay. Booker.
3: So you're you're saying it's just, hey, made a hell of a play. The right move is try to get the ball out of Booker's hands, late in shot clock, and force him into a tough pass. Oh, Sabonis so got there, maybe, and I'm not even... Hating on Sabonis' contest. I was just curious why they did in that situation. And
4: Coach Brown tomorrow could look at that exact possession and say exactly what you're saying. You know what I mean?
3: So that three made it 122 to 118. To Fox's credit, he comes down. Bang! Hits a three. 122, 121 with 41 seconds left. Oh, my goodness. Um... Let's see here. I just want to make sure I have this right. My notes. You know, what I notice about my notes. Late in games, they become really, really bad. So one twenty two, one twenty one. Then Booker hits a jumper to put him up two with thirty three point five to go. Mm-hmm. This is the play that really bugged Morgan. Okay.
4: Oh. One twenty four, one twenty
3: three. Fox got the ball on the perimeter. They bring a double. Sabonis is. Wide Wide open, open, butt naked, like, give me the ball. Butt
4: naked. They get him
3: the ball. Booker has to try to stop him. Booker, was Booker trying to get a piggyback ride or not? Let's say what it was. Sabonis so should have had an and one. Absolutely, okay. there is no doubt in my mind. It should have been count the bucket. It's one twenty four, one twenty three, with Sabonis at the line to shoot a free throw. Yes. with a chance to tie the game at one twenty four. Yes. Well, how, how does that call not get made? And,
4: and you guys, I mean, like, like that on any star player. That that's the other thing that just grinds my freaking gears. Any star player gets touched like that they it's they're going to the line it's an and one even if we're like soft play it's you know it's deemed a foul in the rules in this league that's deemed a foul yes the contact has made everything soft play you know devin booker was just trying to make a play on it had to slow his body down well he slowed his body down into mm. sabonis's body it's an and one wasn't mad at the moment or wasn't too mad at the moment until this next bullshit came up Whoa. <laughs> oh.
3: This really bugged you. You're talking about what's well, one twenty four, one twenty three. Um and they fouled Grayson Allen, right? They had a foul to give and they used it with eighteen point one. So then the Suns have a chance to inbound. Keegan Murray fouls. For the inbound,
4: also deemed a foul in the NBA, but you're gonna call that bullshit when it's on Devin Booker, but you're not gonna call the other when it's on Sabonis. Give me a break. Give me, a, and yeah. that those are the things where I go, especially late in games, where it's just why it's so frustrating because it was like, oh, oh, are your biases coming in like? And I'm not here to just shit on officiating. That's not the reason why the Kings lost the game. But these big calls, like all of those things, you feel it when you're playing against star players, and it's like, and
3: that was a huge call because huge. Huge. The Suns get a free throw and the ball. So Booker, of course, goes the line, makes a free throw to make it one twenty five, one twenty three, and the Kings have to like foul again. So Booker goes the line to shoot two free throws. He makes the first. This is the second Yay. and somehow, somehow, the Kings don't get the rebound. Weird bounce. Grayson Allen gets the rebound. Ugh. Then Booker fouled one twenty eight, one twenty seven. Fox makes a layup. Anyway, leads us to the final score of one thirty to one twenty five. So I know we just went over a lot of like craziness at the end of the game and some of the lineups things, but I feel like that's kind of what it boiled down to tonight. The Kings were perfect. Their bench didn't give them a ton besides Malik Monk, mm-hmm. especially without Trey Lyles. Sasha's going to be out at least four to six weeks. We'll talk about that in a bit. But on a night where Fox gives you a 40, Sabonis gives you a 35, 18, and 12. Monk gives you 22, 6, and 4. You have the points in the paint advantage by plus 30, 72 to 42. Second chance points, 18, 8 in favor of the Kings. Fast break points twenty six to four and you lost. It just kills you. It absolutely kills you.
4: I mean, what when you look at the shooting in this game for both teams? I mean, the efficiency. uh, I mean, well, especially for the Suns from beyond the arc, shooting forty one, almost forty two percent. Kings were struck
3: nine of thirty one. That was the one area where Monk he was good tonight. Oh for five from three for him.
4: Yeah. And so okay, so I guess the overall shooting, but I was thinking more of just like everything else that they were creating on the offensive end when it wasn't a three point mm-hmm. shot. It was fun. It was it was a really, really fun game for both teams, but for the Sacramento Kings, I loved a lot of the things that they were doing. Sure, we can get annoyed and break down some of the turnovers between Fox and monk that just really sucked and then um like you said some they of the had some a- bad
3: ones tonight some
4: of the attempts from three but for the most part like I was having so much fun watching this game and I think a lot of NBA fans watching this on TNT tonight were probably feeling a lot of the same thing it just it's just crushing crushing when you just mentioned all those numbers and it still couldn't translate into a win, especially in a Western conference where this has them now Mm. dropped to the eighth
3: spot. And they had a chance to win the season series over the Suns. And you you think about this is like, they do the right things this year. They should have won last time against Phoenix this time around. Like I say, they should have won, but if you execute a little better, You feel good about your chances, especially with some of the numbers we read off. And now you've lost two in a row to Phoenix. They're ahead of you in the state gain a game in the standings. You fall to eighth. The West is crowded and you play the Denver nuggets tomorrow night on the second night of a back-to-back. It's rough. It's absolutely rough for the Sacramento Kings. They out rebounded them 50 to 39. We mentioned the 13, they had 13 turnovers as a team, not a bad number, No, but it's just tough when, you know, you wait, even if they don't score, it's a wasted possession. Like you don't get a chance to score, yeah. right? So, you know, Fox had six turnovers tonight. Monk had five. And then you go to the free throws. Look, I'm not saying that's why they lost the game tonight. They weren't they shot 75%. They got off to a really nice start at the free throw line. They finished 18 of 24. The ones that felt like it kind of shifted things is when Fox had that aggressive take. Grayson Allen hits Fox in the head. They go review it call it a flagrant foul. He goes to the free throw line for two shots and the Kings have the ball. Fox misses both of those free throws.
4: Yeah. Doesn't he make the... net Like He goes he back to the line right he after. Make, makes yes. the next two. Like, you know, redeemed but, himself a little bit there. But yes, no, you're exactly right. Like, all of those, those moments, they're going to happen in a game. It just felt like it was happening too much in a game where you are playing such good basketball everywhere else. So... um, the things that it feels like you can't control at times weren't being controlled, whether it was taking care of the basketball and or making a free throw. But, I mean, you mentioned the the rebounds alone and how the Kings out-rebounded the Suns. It's What a fun, and if I may, lean into this now.
3: Go ahead. I could probably always steer it back to something I'm mad about, too. Okay. But go that, ahead with something positive. I support you.
4: Can we talk about Domas a bonus?
3: My one of my favorite things about tonight, mm. and it, it, that's why it's so irritating mm. that they lost. Sabonis showed out on national TV,
4: yeah, he I in a close did. game
3: in a great game. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're one of those like Sabonis haters, if you watched tonight, you'd be like, Wait, how am I hating on this guy? Yes, also, credit were credits too. I thought Ian Eagle and Reggie Miller. Put the Kings over so much tonight. I thought they did a pretty good job. They put Sabonis like Reggie's. Like, how is this guy not an All Star? Iron Eagle is getting into the calls. I thought they did fantastic. But going back to your point about Sabonis, I'm not surprised anymore. But what I do love tonight is he went. I'm gonna go at these guys. I love my one of my favorite stats from Sabonis tonight. He took 22 shots tonight. Yes, Yes, yes. He got to the free throw line eight times. He was seven of eight at the free throw line. I know he's going to get his teammates involved but like some of these numbers now 35 18 rebounds 12 assists, 3 blocks his 18th triple-double of the season of the, and his third straight triple-double and it's unfortunately in a Kings loss but I mean it's uh, it's crazy it was his 50th triple-double of his career he's now the 11th player in NBA history with 50 triple doubles.
4: It's in you guys, it's insane. And it's like these triple doubles aren't on a bad team. Sure. Right now, if you were to look at the Western conference standings, you'd be like, well, they're eighth in the West. Well, one, this Western conference is stacked to shit. And two, it's not like they're playing Awful basketball. I mean, they don't. They they do. They still have a better record right now than last year. Uh,
3: I think it's about the same. Okay, so at, now at the, at the moment, there
4: probably. we go. We're getting to about the same. But truly, you're looking at what this guy is doing every single night, and every single night he's making his teammates better with these numbers. That's what I think makes me so excited when I see a lot of this. This isn't just a, a big guy that's dominant out there. So, of course, he should just be getting every rebound. No, he fights for them. He finds a way. He box people's... I mean, he does all the fundamentals on a box out. All those things to make sure that he is contributing to this team.
3: Some really nice defensive moments in this game, too. Uh, Stat Muse had this. First in double-doubles. First in triple-doubles. First in rebounds. First in rebounds plus assists for Sabonis this year in the nba Mm. i mean it's crazy i mean and then they posted this we should also know you know 35 18 12 one turnover yeah one turnover three blocks the first player to reach those numbers in over 40 years dude like like let that set in and it's not just about number you know especially in today's league where the offensive numbers are so inflated I'm just talking about how he can have his imprint on all aspects of the game. He's tough. He plays hard all the time. He's bringing the ball up. He's banging down low. He's fighting for rebounds. He's getting hit in the face multiple times, and he still gets rebounds. He's still setting up his teams in dribble handoff situations, getting guys amazing shots, screen assists. He does everything out there, and the numbers are backing it up to this guy has been awesome unbelievable hasn't missed a game this year and it doesn't look like his tank is empty it looks like he's in prime condition it looks like he's ready to go and just imagine how it'll look once he gets a week off
4: i just he makes me want to stop eating carbs like that is what his play does for me
3: and further proof what nba coaches yeah you didn't vote him as an all-star it's still embarrassing it's it's Honestly. been a couple of weeks and I'm not even saying it's like the disrespect is a Kings fan. No, it's like, are you paying attention? Like watch this guy play basketball
4: or game plan for yeah. him. And I mean, look at this. Did here's my, did Frank Vogel vote for him? Because look how much shit you had to throw out there just to try and slow him down. Some of these, I mean, these stats tonight, something hasn't been done in 40 years, 40 years. So Insane. Cool. Good for him. It was, yeah, dominant performance on national television. Um, you know, even the storyline that we hate so much, and I heard Ian and Reggie talk mm. about it for a second – and he was just like,
3: I hate this storyline, and I
4: hate it. I hate it. And and Ian's just like, I just hate how everyone always feels like someone has to win yeah. a trade. Like, who's the winner in this? And blah blah. And he's like, Can we just put it? Ian goes, Can we just put this now to <laughs> rest? Like, can't we just say literally yeah. both these teams are so much better with the players that they received within this trade? And when you start to hear. It, the reason why I bring it up, because it is so important for national people to talk about that after the narrative was such bullshit for so long and people were just, you know, just want to crap all over the Kings. So it is nice that, like you said, the love that was given uh, to this game, to the Kings, to the Suns, Kevin Durant giving love to the Kings after the game in his post-game uh, interview with Ali LaForce. It was great.
3: What did KD say?
4: Uh, I think he just said something about like uh, – this team being really difficult to stop, something about their offense, and so we. It was really nice for us to get this win, like battle out, and get the or whatever.
3: Yeah, that, 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 I honestly, watching tonight, and I know I'm jumping far ahead, that's okay. But I'm going, God, in a playoff series, I think the Kings can match up with this team a little bit. And I know, like you're, especially after tonight, you're like, what are you saying, Jesus? I just think Nurkic, Eubanks, their centers yeah. can't handle Sabonis. And, look, the Kings can't handle Kevin Durant. I mean, that's the other reason I kept bringing up Kessler Edwards tonight because I'm like, look, I'm not acting like the guy's a KD stopper, but I need someone with some sort of length to contest him. This guy is – he makes everything. He gets to his spots. Are you talking about KD? Yes. Oh, KD 28 points, 11 rebounds for him.
4: Just appreciate what your experience with – experiencing with katie but not against the kings but truly just what he's still doing in the nba and how he elevates over people i mean we always we always get so excited about these unique body sizes with Wemby and Chet and you know all these newcomers but kevin durant he is that unique body size and he is doing it in the mid-range at such a high level, Man. and that is one of my favorite things because it's like, yep, that part of anyone's game is still so dominant, and you're seeing Devin Booker do it, you're seeing Kevin Durant do it. I mean, hell, you saw Malik Monk do it a few times tonight, and it's just, I love the mid-range, and I especially love when guys make it look fun.
3: One thing I'm curious about how the Kings defended him at times tonight, especially, they, they were, there was definitely a stretch in this game where they were trying to get Monk matched up onto KD. Well for obvious reasons, yeah, right? Among six four, you know, yeah. like why do the Kings give up switches so easily in know. those mismatches? It's know. almost like the team's like, Hey, we're gonna we're gonna force you to switch off now and the Kings go, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I have to do like I have to. And it's like why are? Why do you have to switch that? Fight through. Screw, screw yeah, their yeah. I'm game not giving plan. them that. Yeah. yeah,
4: and especially if it's not even that good of a screen. Especially like that's what you're kind of saying, right? When it's just like one of those like barely set the screens yes. and they and they just switch instead of like an actual powerful right. wall that it, comes over. It's not yes. like oh
3: man, they they laid a. Uh... The player out monk had a switch on him. Yeah. And it's like, no, they just a little get in the way yeah. and then switch. it. like, don't switch it. I fight mean,
4: through it. Look, you're, you're going to listen to whatever your coach's yeah. game plan is. But at the same time, I'm so with you. If sometimes those game plans can be adjusted in game um, would be fantastic.
0: <laughs> After the end of a good fight, you deserve a nice cold reward.
3: Someone in the chat was saying, be careful what you wish for. Uh, remember, Beal did not play at all. Yeah, Beal ends up leaving this game. He played four and a half minutes. That was another subplot of this game. Here's my thing with Beal. And look, I know Suns fans are still excited about the prospect of Bradley Beal. can't count on him. Can't do it. Sorry. And like, you're, not, it's,
4: you're not talking shit when you I say that. I want Bradley Beal to be out there. He's yeah. been
3: banged up. He's been yeah. banged up the last few years. And and that's it's tough to count on that. Now, I do like the moves that they made at the trade deadline. I think adding Royce O'Neal, significant. I mean, Royce O'Neal had some moments in this game he tonight sure where hell he knocked down some threes. I think he had like four steals. I'm going to double-check that. Played 29 minutes, nine points, four steals, yep. five assists, four rebounds. That's why I brought him up as someone for the Kings because I'm like, he's a guy that you feel like can have an impact on the game mm-hmm. even if it's not playing major minutes not acting like he's like oh my god the biggest difference maker in history but like he can help teams he tweaking knows his their role depth. Yep. tweaking
4: their depth that was that's what the Suns really need to see especially when they mm-hmm. had um a healthy bradley beal for a hot minute too you know it's it's like that's what you were trying to do yep. is add around these guys but look i mean you're you're in good hands with Devin frickin Booker yeah. and Kevin Durant.
3: And I thought the Kings did as I agree, good as possible I sometimes agree. on Booker. I, you know, he hasn't crushed Sacramento this year. He had 20 of his 25 points in the second half. He yeah. did finish 7 of 17. Uh, he had 9 assists, 3 turnovers. He was 0 of 2 from beyond the arc. There's
4: just times where, I mean, you're seeing a contested shot. You're seeing a hand in their face. In his face specifically,
3: he's in, a killer, dude. It's
4: not even—it's not even like a Kevin Durant jump shot where he has—he can elevate over you and has that size advantage. But in some ways, too, his athleticism and quickness of just being able put the ball on the floor and his uh, gather release—all—all of all the, the things together—and how a defender in this league has to like think twice about coming up. Do I need to stay down? Is he going to blow by? What do I need to do? Booker in especially that baseline jumper. I mean, it's just it's gorgeous. Muscle memory. It's like he could probably do it with his eyes closed. Yeah. I
3: mean, it's and I think Grayson Allen's just been such a big pickup for them. I mean
4: Such a dick. (laughs)
3: 19.7 of ten shooting, two of five. I'll tell you this though. He's one of those guys that if he was on the Kings.
4: Oh yeah, I would love it. I love that
3: guy. He plays hard. That was a good attacks. And that's the other thing. The Kings (laughs) like the inability just guard the ball sometimes i mean grayson allen just blowing by herder i'm just like and and then then your defense is in scramble mode you're helping then the three-point shooters there the paint touches it's just that's what's
4: what's frustrating about it deuce is that herder is capable of locking it even if his defense as an individual defender is not the best in this league we have seen it possessions of it where it's like he is engaged locking someone, when I say locking someone down, he's keeping them away from the basket, okay? Like, that is the job. Moving laterally, uh, hands are up, all those things. Great, you're doing your job. He is capable of doing his job on every possession, especially when it's against someone like Grayson and Allen. And when I say that, I'm not acting like Grayson Allen can't blow by guys or anything. Yeah. But I just, I truly believe that Kevin Herter is capable of that because we have seen that. And that's what makes it frustrating because you see people like Domas Sabonis doesn't give up it doesn't give up even when he has to run from the block all the way out to a corner and try and contest a shot there's like zero let up with him and i just and i just kevin herter needs to find that and lock in and realize like i've got to look within find it every single possession because i am capable of being even just a solid defender out here
3: herter ends up playing 23 minutes tonight just 10 points for him four of six shooting though but yes yeah, i definite. Issues. I mean, the Kings just as a team had issues defensively. It just, some of it I think was lineup based. We hit on a lot of it already. De'Aaron Fox tonight, Morgan, 40 points, 14 of 31 shooting, a lot of shots, 5 of 12 from three. He was 7 of 10 at the free throw line. He had nine rebounds, including four offensive rebounds, three steals, six assists, six turnovers in this game. On the positive side, it was good to see him get some buckets. Hell yeah. And he got a couple of catch and shoot threes early. And I was like, Oh, that's good. Oh, I've got corner three from Fox, you know. Okay. This was good. And then he started attacking a little bit, yep. got a good flow, got the mid-range game going a little bit. Overall, what, what jumped out to you about De'Aaron Fox's night? And then I have another question after that.
4: <laughs> I think I think it was the attack in the basket. And it's so fun. Again, when he's doing this on a national platform like TNT and showing teams like that he can be absolutely unstoppable when he gets into the paint, when he goes downhill, when yeah. he puts the ball on the floor. He
3: missed some good looks in the paint tonight and though. And he did. He was and 9 of 16 in the paint, 18 of his points in the paint.
4: I, and I complete I we saw that tonight too, but even him being able to attack like that made him that threat on other possessions where the Suns really had to worry like is he going to come into the paint, jack up a shot, get something up like you'd rather have have him get a spray three at that point, whatever else it was going to be. But I felt like because he was being aggressive, he became more of that, even more of that threat tonight uh, with the Sacramento Kings. So his aggressive nature on the floor tonight really just stood out to me. And um, his turnovers, didn't they come? Didn't like four of them come in like the third quarter or something. It was something like that where it was just, it was, it was bad when it rained, it poured with those turnovers and, um, it's just tough to see because sometimes those little dips, it's not even getting yourself in a hole. It's just those little dips, this team needs their leaders to be more focused than anyone else. And I just felt like uh there it was just tough.
3: Uh actually three of the turnovers actually happened in the second that's quarter what was. is what okay. you're thinking about. That's I think when the Suns made their run at the end of that quarter too, when the Kings got a little bit sloppy.
4: And that's it. Uh
3: De'Aaron in the second half had one turnover.
4: Sweet. So it was the second quarter. It was one of the quarters where there was just far too Excuse many. Excuse
3: me, two turnovers for Fox. Oh and,
4: my God. And look, I, I know we can also play it this way too, and you're gonna be like and some people might be like, Well, I mean, doesn't he have the ball in his hands so much? Like it's going to happen. Absolutely. But I think when you look well, Sabonis at Sabonis
3: has the ball in his hands a lot at and, one turnover.
4: And but then but if you look
3: double team like but crazy.
4: if you look at the other game, the other night with Moss it yeah. was like six turnovers or for something. sure so it's like those nights those things are going to happen but then it's not every turnover is created equally and so when you look at how those turnovers were made and especially those three in that second quarter uh when the kings were taking that dip and the sun started capitalizing on on the deflation of just feeling some of those turnovers the sloppy play all those things that's where i go okay where can you reel it back in in those moments so then um, we're just not looking back at some of those turnovers and being like, God, that was just sloppy. Like, it wasn't the Suns. Yeah. That was just sloppy.
3: Yeah, it also felt like in the fourth at times, you know, and I know De'Aaron, he had 13 points, four rebounds, two mm. assists in the fourth quarter. Oh yeah. Five of 11 shooting, though. I just, I do at time, and I know, hey, Mr. Clutch, fourth quarter takeover. I think there are too many times that late in games, close games, that the ball sticks a little bit. And I just still want the Kings to run their stuff. I know it's a, a little more challenging to run your stuff sometimes. Keep running your stuff. They Get look some tired. Good looks.
4: I think both teams looked really exhausted by the end of this yeah. game, which I thought was interesting. But I would say, I would say, getting your looks in. How I see that when it comes to Deer and Fox getting the ball out of the hoop, go boom, boom, out of bounds. You know, baseline to baseline, go. Just push the ball, make create something out of pushing the ball, even if it's not necessarily him shooting the ball in the paint. Um. Try and just get everyone on their heels, especially on a team that like already looked like they were tired too.
3: These are the games you go. God, man, if you just had some more defensive players, this is why you know you you hear, hey, the Kings have interest in OG back in the day or Pascal or this. It's like, yeah, because they need another guy who Mm. can defend, another guy that in these moments can switch out, and it's not a big deal. I just think the Kings get put. They put they put themselves in such compromise positions with this roster because of how it's been put together where in that lineup where they went small okay they're scramble mode they don't have a lot of great defenders but when Sabonis is out there people get upset it's like why is Sabonis help, uh, coming out and helping it's like he he, he needs help or he, he has to help in this situation because this guy is getting blown by it but then it pulls him away from the basket and the kings don't have a ton of size there and it hurts their rebounding and it's just their defense hurts them In a lot of ways, you know, and I think this one encouraging sign, it seems like their offense has played better recently. It's still not to where it needs to be, but...
4: Their defense even had moments tonight. And, and I like—I don't mean to give it, like, love for having moments. It's oh lineups, so, so Tonight was lineups. It truly was because there were so many times it was really all connected on a string. It was all moving together. The rotations were there. Um, and they were able to do their stuff on the other end of the floor. I just, yeah. you know, and it's like you're trying to slow down KD and Booker, and they slowed down Booker, at least, in the beginning of that game. But, yeah, it's just – coming down the stretch you know trying to learn how to win games the right way um is a lot of it is going to come down to how you play defense Morgan as a team.
3: I need a favor from you
4: what do you what favor
3: I need you to give love to, to all the fans who are here Aww. watching us live these people
4: you guys aren't just too much these people have been hurting I know it's
3: th- this I know last week plus of being a Kings fan this season's been A little rocky for some. Not as smooth and crazy. I know. And they're still here hanging with us. How about the hardcore people who are with us like a half hour before the Super Bowl on Sunday after the Kings lost to the OKC's Thunder? Anyway, just a huge thank you. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe. We'll get to some of your comments and questions too. I wanted to make sure if there's anything we missed that you guys want to hit on or want us to hit on, let us know in the chat.
4: Also, really, I know we're in Northern California and I know yeah. a lot of people are also Niners fans and probably are feeling that little Super Bowl hangover too. So, um, <laughs> so, appreciate you also taking the time to try and feel a little better, even though the Kings couldn't give you a win tonight too. Maybe movie in the right direction as a sports fan.
3: Okay. We did briefly talk about Fox. And then of course I go to the turnovers and like, Hey, I wish that 40 points. I, I think it was encouraging to see Fox's last, I don't know, since January has been weird, right? Some of the numbers mm-hmm. you, you saw Kevin O'Connor put out some numbers looking at his first 26 games. And then the last 20 going into tonight. And you're like, man, this is crazy. Like the, the dip in production and his numbers have gone down every single month this year. Yeah. I think in the month of February, coming night, he's averaging like twenty-one a game, and I'm not as concerned about the number of points scored. I'm I'm about efficiency. So if if De'Aaron's not scoring thirty every night, fine. If he's scoring twenty-five and he's still making an impact, getting to the line, making the team better, I don't care. Yes. That's fine. Um, but tonight, forty points for him. It was good to see him start knocking down shots. I don't know what the hell has been going on with him since January. He does at times. He's like grabbing the shoulder. You're like, is his ankle okay? I am convinced he's banged up. But then he has a night like this. and You're like, oh, why is it working for you so much tonight? I don't know. But he was really, hit had some good moments in this I mean, one.
4: think about it. Even if, I don't know, if you have like a little injury, you're still going to have Some better days at the gym or whatever than others. Like there's just going to be days that something might hurt. And again, this is just us speculating. Everyone's banged up at this time of year, sure. But you
3: could see it with him.
4: And that that well, not only can you see it with him, a lot of his game relies on. His body, and I say that because you could look at other players, and it's like they're smart, their vision, they're uh, they don't even need to be in the best shape, they're capable. And I kind of have like Luca in my mind, like he's able to go at his speed because of his size, and he can see the floor and make these cross court passes because he of his size once again. But someone like De'Aaron, a lot of his game relies on his speed, and uh, with that when you are a little bit banged up, it's going to affect you one way or another, whether it has to do with anything within your legs or just like you were even saying, the way that you go to the basket and create space for yourself with your shoulders.
3: Yeah, and I I think this all-star break is going to be huge for him. My one nitpick on how the Kings have done things with him is like, if he is not feeling 100%, I wish there were times in the schedule where they just give him a game. Like, give him a game, get an extra day off. Because I I, I need this guy right for a push in April and then playing playoff games late April and hopefully in the May. And so, I, I just, seeing him fight through some of the stuff at times, I'm like, there's no point. Give him a day off.
4: Sometimes it's just a day off, uh, depending on what the banged up, injury or health might be isn't going to do shit you know what I mean so it's like it's like if anything is going to take you out of your flow of things or your body is going to um not be able to produce how you want it to because it didn't stay warm enough or whatever it is I don't I'm you know I'm not in sports medicine I'm just saying from what I remember as even just an athlete in college of like what my body would go through. It's
3: okay. Don't get choked up thinking about your old days as a player. <laughs>
4: I'm so old.
3: In the chat, Edward says, I thought the refs kept the Suns in the game, especially got many uh, uh, Keegan got many awful calls. Yeah. Keegan was in some foul trouble and I thought there were some ticky tack ones on him too. And here's my challenge to Keegan. I feel like I'm challenging a lot of the guys tonight. Yeah, like, and this is listening. It's all out of love. Okay. Keegan.
4: What?
3: I don't need you to turn into Prime Rashid Wallace or Demarcus Cousins complaining Jesus. to the officials. I need you to go at the official.
4: He got mad. He, wait, did everyone see this moment when he.
3: When he made a face or did he say something? He
4: made a face. I and don't need the face. The
3: ball. No, no. I need him to say something. Go up hey, to the official.
4: Hey, baby no, steps. Baby I, steps. I,
3: I know, Morgan. The face is huge. I need him to go up and talk to an official. That's next and he, year. No, it's not. That's it. No, no. Go talk to the official. Pull him aside and say, what am I doing here? Because, or. Can, you gotta politic. You know how these this works, Morgan. You gotta be like, okay, hey, he's doing this every time down. You gotta watch that. Okay. I'm doing this. You gotta watch. I'm this.
4: the official. You're Keegan Murray. So, Beep. foul on 13 Kings. Hey, um. Oh, excuse, excuse me.
3: That's fucking bullshit.
4: Oh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> team up. No, Too but far. My, my point, my whole point is, it's not about like getting mad. It's just like. You got to express, there's too much of like acceptance from him on that. And I love it. I love it. It's like, all right, on, I love the next play mentality that there, you could respect that because a lot of guys get sucked into complaining too much. And it's an issue, but there are some plays tonight with Keegan where I'm like, it's not a foul. Like well, let these guys play.
4: This is, this is how you do. This is how you approach. I'm Keegan. You're the ref. You call the foul.
3: Yeah. Call do, the foul. Do your whistle. I don't whistle. I don't. I I don't know how to whistle. I just
4: went. Dee! So just do it. Tweet. <laughs> <Fuck>. Tweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Well. We're. Well, I'm not even going to complain to you right now. Okay. 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 Um. Excuse me. Why is that a foul?
3: What? What are you talking about?
4: You blew the whistle. Why was that a foul? It was a foul. I know. Explain to me what I could. Have I don't done. know what the play we're talking what, about. What could I have done better? Uh,
3: don't foul. Defend without fouling.
4: Jesus, you are the worst ref ever. Okay, this
3: game of improv doesn't make sense because I, there's no.
4: I thought you were just going to pick one of the Keegan plays.
3: I, I, I'd have to look up specifically. I which was play. thinking of
4: the one where he blocked and I thought it was a block and there wasn't much contact. I'd pick, um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't touch him.
3: <laughs> it's just like. It, it, I'm not joking oh about it. Like, literally, like, you have to defend yourself out there. Like, you can't accept that he'll like, get
4: there he'll get there he'll get there
3: also some people were wondering about this i was curious to get your perspective when um grayson allen fouled fox did you feel like it was dirty or did you feel like it was just like a i didn't I, in my opinion i did not think it was dirty i thought it was a hard play to make contact with his head it's on accident hard
4: because of his reputation yeah. right and you know that there's players out there that know exactly what they're doing i i think he was going for a hard foul um a little bit out of frustration because like he swiped okay. at something before and then swiped at his head. And it was so, like,
3: it brings me to this. Oh, would you have liked to see a Kings player kind of get in the face of Grayson Allen a little bit? Well, just to, just to no, get a little juice. In no,
4: because I thought about it at first and, and I, cause then when I saw the replay too, and I saw how Grayson Allen was like, shit, trying to help him as soon as, as air trying to help him. This is me sticking up for someone that I don't even like. Grace and Allen, and he tried to help him midair, and then was just trying to help him out. And he's probably saying, "Dude, my bad, my bad, my bad." Okay, you know, like, like literally, like, let's. Okay, not Okay, if Grace shit. and Allen
3: walked away and did not do that, you'd feel differently, I guess. But I, I would uh, okay. jump okay. his uh, ass. Okay, I, my whole point though is in those moments, I don't think. And again, we're talking about Deuce is over here trying to coach like Keegan to complain to official yeah. or another player to get into it a little bit. I might just go up to Grace and be like, "You better watch your shit."
4: That's, and, and that's fine. And I just, I think, I think sometimes right now you're looking not, you're not looking for answers, but in a loss, because we wouldn't even be talking even about that situation. I feel like in a King's wind, because you're not worried about that, yeah. but you're kind of looking for like, Hey, was there that extra oomph for something that they need a complaint a fight with a player or, you know, the opponent, whatever, what was it that they needed? They just needed to control what they could control.
3: Uh, Ke- punch
4: a ref in the face.
3: Chris Biederman from the B was covering this game tonight. He tweeted that Kings coach Mike Brown just spent much of his post-game press conference um, laminating uh, against the officiating, particularly the foul discrepancy, 27-16, to 16, a null call on Sabonis' layup late and Keegan's foul before the inbounds.
4: Bring the laptop back out, Mike Brown. What are we doing? You got to show us. Give us the proof. Yeah, screenshots.
3: I could screenshot some lineups tonight, though. That's the thing, you know. It's like I know I, I hear you. I understand the yeah. frustration with that, but yeah. Um, God, where do I want to go? There's something else I wanted to bring up about this game. Oh, Keegan finished with six points, oh of two from three, three of nine overall. He is struggling to knock down the three. Honestly, just not at the same rate this season as he did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I'm going to save some of this stuff for tomorrow because we're on the second. I have a back-to-back and tomorrow night could be a let loose. Let's take a deep dive in the numbers at the all-star break sure. and where things stand. So let's more stick with this game. Who is your rock and soul player of the game? Who's got the strap, the rock and soul strap tonight?
4: The rock and stroll, the rock and soul strap goes to Domas Sabonis, 100 billion percent. All right,
3: that's who you say it should go to. Who do you think I chose as a rock? Domas Sabonis. You sure?
4: I'm positive.
3: How are you positive? Do you I, see it?
4: No, I just know. I mean, that, that you're stupid if you didn't do it.
3: Domas Sabonis. Yeah. <laughs> 35, 18, 12, three blocks, 14 of 22 uh, shooting. Yeah. His 18th triple double of the season. Our rock and soul player. Of the game.
4: Go check out Rock and Soul Diner. Um, actually, you can even go tomorrow. You can go watch any Kings game there because during Kings games, you get 25% off appetizers, 25% off drinks. So make sure you go. It's only six blocks away from the arena and it's delicious as hell. And they serve breakfast all day.
3: Appreciate their support of the Do Some Mo podcast. We're also presented tonight by our friends who are at Northwest Exteriors. You need new windows. Where should you go?
4: You should go to Northwest Exteriors. Good job. Thank you.
3: <laughs> uh, they are the experts when it comes to windows and siding. They're based in Sacramento. Go check out their showroom in Rancho Cordova. See all the windows. You can try them out for yourself. Windows have been a game changer. we got new windows in this studio. And yes, it's mm. made a world of difference. Yes, not only from just. a temperature perspective. There are times we did streams in the summertime It's like 110 outside. It may be 107 in here, and that's with the AC on. And what a change it has been since you got new windows, it keeps the temperature controlled. You feel nicer in there. You feel a little more secure. The soundproofing, it all helps.
4: Just go get a free quote. That's all you got to do. You got to call them, get a free quote, and be like, do I need new windows? Is that why my house isn't perfect? It probably is. And If you get a quote, you can see if it financially works out for you.
3: Yeah, check out their website, TrustNorthwest.com, because simply the best. Trust Northwest. Trust Northwest. Okay.
4: No, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. You're great. You're so good.
3: All right. Here's a question for the chat. And this is, I think, is going to be a tough one tonight. Uh Uh-oh. We got this moment, Jar. What's our Sharif Jewelers moment of the game?
4: As... Some collect. Let me just, really quick, went into Sharif Jewelers today. You and I, I know, rocked a whole bunch of jewelry and watches the other day. Went into Sharif Jewelers with my mom today. She bought herself a Valentine's Day present and a present for herself for finishing a book. And I'm just so proud of her. But the coolest thing, though, is that everything she wanted was there. She was like, I really want this uh, paperclip necklace that I've seen um, some celebrities wear. They have it. They have it all. Like, ask and you shall receive. So, also, Valentine's Day, what? Is that tomorrow?
3: Yeah, it's tomorrow. Holy so. crap.
4: So, it's tomorrow. So, make sure if you also don't have a gift for anyone, it's the perfect gift. Go to Sharif Jewelers. They have so many different locations. They're the best people in the world.
3: So, can we get to our Sharif Jewelers moment of the game?
4: Did anyone? Do you have one? Um, oh, someone called it the piggyback ride game. Okay. Devin Booker jumping on Sabonis' so back.
3: Boos was mentioning the Malik Monk dunk, and it was beautiful. Mm. was Bull Bull trying to go out there and check. He went and tried to gamble with Monk, and then Monk went in there with a double pump jam. That was nasty.
4: Love it. Love it. Okay. um, I like uh the Colin Keegan. Get out of town. Uh, Sabonis triple-double. Like, how many times are we going to write that down? I just think that's... It's fair to put down bull bull coming into the game is the moment of the game for Luke. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, my god! Let's see, uh, ch- 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 bull well, bull. what about Getting for you? Roasted. Are there
3: any ones that stand out for you though?
4: Um, <sighs> I think no. I think for me it was it was like the the Domas's game. Like, yeah. like, the Malik Monk dunk, yes. Like, I can go with that exciting, he's screaming, ah, great little moment. But, truly, what a fun... Game. You could put Domas on TNT, like, on yeah. national television after... Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. After being an all-star snub, I just... I... The amount of... Arguments that I've had with people when I go to the NBC studios that are based in San Francisco, and everyone's a freaking Warriors homer, and it's like I'm trying to tell them after the All Star snubs about Domas, and they're like, "Well, De'Aaron's more of an All Star than Domas," and I'm like, "I'm fine with you guys saying anyone from the Kings is an All Star, but like, you're not, you are, you are not watching." Domas the bonuses game you're only watching him when he's taking on your team and he struggled in the postseason against you uh through you know at the free throw line or in the mid-range or whatever so yeah it's just fun to see on national television because if you're flipping on this game you're going oh shit this guy is playing like an all-star
3: yeah it's a shame he's not going to be there i know just a to get some rest where's i gonna go Forgot. Yeah,
4: that twice tonight.
3: I know. I know. Hey, hey, lock in, kid. Lock in. Do not get me started on you right now. Oh. Do not get me started <laughs> on you wait, right now. Wait,
4: get started. Do it. No. Oh. Um, coming up, by
3: the way, the Kings play a Denver Nuggets tomorrow night. The Nuggets could be shorthanded. Jamal Murray and KCP are doubtful. They are coming off a loss to the Milwaukee Bucks where they got hammered. The other day, but they wrap up the all-star break against Sacramento Kings. God, what was I going to say? I thought that that point might lead me to what I wanted to talk about. Oh, back to Sabonis. I got there. Sabonis after the game looked like just like so frustrated. Like mm-hmm. we had that. I wonder how that impacts him a little bit tonight. I feel like they need the all-star break. Maybe as a team get away, kind of reset and stuff. But yeah. You know these these moments hurt. You know, and I I hope they can all stay together because there's some stuff that happened in this game. You had the Herter Mike Brown exchange. Do you think that was a big deal? No,
0: not yeah, even so. For Mike a second. Brown's
3: talking to yeah. him. It's getting pretty animated. Yeah, and Herter walked away.
4: Mm-hmm. It's Mike I mean, didn't look
3: happy when he walked away.
4: No, but it's like I I mean I, I've I recall arguments with coaches throughout my years, and sometimes they're just all up in their feelings and they're just an asshole. And sometimes like the player is also kind of an asshole. And it's just like, let's not get heated right now. Let's just not do this. And now you mentioned it though. He didn't come back into the game. Like it, it. I mean, sometimes it, that happens. Um, I don't, I'm not taking that too seriously
3: at all. And Sabonis being frustrated. Of course, he's gonna be frustrated after a game like that. Like, I, I mean, I don't blame him. It was for, I felt it right after the game. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. like, you, when you're in it, when you're playing that well, when the team is playing like that, and you're like, you feel like you should win. Yeah. And you didn't. So now it's like, hey, you got one more left before the break. One more. Lock in. And I know your mind can go elsewhere. This happens in the NBA because after tomorrow night, the day of a team plane. They don't all get on the team plane and fly back to Sacramento. What usually happens is they've got plans. One guy's flying to Cabo. A lot of time that team plane is like empty on the way back wow. just like people start going on their vacations sure. they get away they just go from there um but lock in this denver team just lost to you they could be shorthanded without jamal murray mm-hmm. and kcp porter is gonna play though right we know how challenging he could be mm-hmm. go get it you can get your vacation and after don't take your vacation the second quarter. You just compete your ass off tonight. You're pissed off because of how it went down in Phoenix. Go respond against the Denver Nuggets.
4: Deuce needs you to respond. So can you please respond? But I'm with you. I, I think especially after a defeat, like like you got a job to do. You got a job to do. Finish out strong. It's not, it's not easy for anyone. Like, I, I, I mean, it's especially not easy for these guys who are out there physically doing a lot of work. But like, people around the NBA all talk about this, like with broadcasting and just within uh, organizations and everything. The all-star break is such a needed reset because it's just go, 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 go. I think even sometimes fans need like a, a oh. quick second. And like, can we breathe? I There's said this a game to, every other night.
3: I said this to Morgan earlier. I think we're at the point of the season. I think Kings fans do need a little bit of a pause. And I think some have like, you had the Pistons loss mm. followed by a trade deadline where nothing really happened. Mm-hmm. Then you beat the Nuggets. You're, oh, okay, well, okay. you lose to OKC and then you lose tonight. But I think some fans, there were so many emotions over the last week. Yeah. And it's kind of the dog days of the season now. I'm of the opinion, it's not just the players. You're right. I think the fans need to take like, all right, I can use this it's time. Everyone. All right, let's get ready for the final 28 games of the season. By the way, the Kings play seventeen of their final twenty-eight games after the break. Love it. At, at home.
4: home. Yep. Yeah. But that's I, I guess that's why even for us tomorrow, like let's all make sure that we no matter what yeah. happens tomorrow, let's finish off strong too. Like Yes. Let's- oh, we're
3: gonna have fun tomorrow night. Tomorrow night's gonna be a fun pod. I need it. Win or lose, we'll go over everything. Daniel says, What are you guys doing for the all-star break? Nothing. Get a break? Yeah, I I think curling up in a ball. You know, I'm gonna do my best to not do anything and i struggle with that sometimes because i'm always thinking about the podcast and content and things to do and oh can i tweak this can i do that i'm i think i'm gonna lock in and not do anything i'm gonna which is hard
4: i'm gonna there's so many errands i need to run like in just little things like call the dentist and make an appointment all those little things i'm gonna get done and then i'm gonna curl the ball every day by 2 p.m that's a win oh i cannot wait
3: something we didn't talk about real fast yes some tough news with Sasha Vizenkov. We talked about his injury the other day. Mm-hmm. It was revealed today by the team that he has a grade 3 ankle sprain. Yeah, same ankle. 4 to 6 weeks he'll be reevaluated. So it's, we're talking about worst-case scenario. He's being reevaluated like the last week and a half of the NBA season.
4: Yeah, it's not it's not good. Mm. It's not good, but I mean it is what it is for him this year and if you're you know, you're, I'm just happy that he's been able to get some NBA minutes to recognize and realize, like, what maybe he really wants to focus on and get better at he when he's healthy.
3: really starting to find his yeah. way, too. Yeah. And it's just a bummer. Like, the, the Kings missed him tonight. They missed Trey Lyles tonight, yep. too.
4: The rotations are just, it's difficult when someone goes down because they do play, when when they do play, like, a complete team, things are great. Just things are great. I think I think the energy is great. Uh, the morale is great. But the basketball, the style is so great on the floor. And, yeah, it's, there's been a lot of that kind of health bullshit going on with the depth that feels like this year on and off. So it happens. That's life. How do you figure out and get past it?
3: Well, we'll be back live tomorrow night, a little late night chat. Morgan is going to be hosting pre- and post-game on NBC Sports California with Mike
4: Bibby. Nope. Chelsea, Chelsea Gray. Gray.
3: Chelsea Gray? I know. Man, I'm jealous. So Chelsea Gray is going to be on Kings pre and post game for Kings Nuggets. And then Morgan's going to drive back from San Francisco, get back in the studio, and we'll probably be live, I'm guessing, let's see, 6 o'clock tip, eight fifteen game ends. 11? We're looking at like a 1045-ish, probably yeah. start time for night chat. But it may be a longer one, too, because it could be our final one for like a week plus.
4: A week. Let's be real. All right, knowing us,
3: so we'll have some fun. Uh, <laughs> let us know in the comments below. Drop comments after this pod if you're on YouTube. Let us know how you felt about the Kings' loss tonight against Phoenix. How you're feeling headed into the break? Oh, uh, we love you guys so 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 much. But we got's to go.
4: You're all badass for being here. Oh, have a great rest of your night. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah.
0: Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo
3: deuce and mo they tell you what they know deuce and mo deuce and mo deuce and mo the podcast that you know deuce and mo
0: after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medela the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Sick of being upsold at gyms?